Og ja. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Thou art excused, Romeo. Cool. Let me go ahead and check the... The agenda. Well, the agenda and the feed to make sure everything looks good and sounds good. Anyone? Second. Did you put the scoob on here? Cool. We got two Scooby-Doo things to talk about. Yep. All right. Scoop. T- oh, cross courage. Yeah, I heard about that. Okay, cool. Man, we got a, quite the quite the beefy. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Yeah, do do, do a quick rundown. Let me know if there's anything you want to change or. Well, I already took off. Um, taking back Sunday because it's been so long. I haven't. I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I I was ready to go, but all right. Really? We can push off till next. One. Yeah, we'll just do it next time. Uh, everything else looks good. All right. Uh, All right, man. It's been how do we do this? It's been a while. Um, I think the first couple of minutes are just nonsense. Okay, and then I think after the nonsense, there's like a lull in the conversation, and you go, "You ready?" What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 170. 170. And we are back. Now, I know what you're fuck, I know what you guys are thinking, right? You guys are thinking, you guys are fucking, yeah, you guys are, you guys are slackers, right? That, 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 how, how dare you abandon us in our time of need, right? Not the hero that we need, but the hero that we deserve type shit, right? But what you have to understand is obviously life, uh, kind of, kind of takes takes a hold of you, and it does what it wants. And in the the last airing of the last podcast, uh, we have some stuff going on. So, uh, before we get started into all of that, we're gonna kind of break down the pod how we normally do. And Gabe, how have you been, man? Uh, r- relatively good. I mean, it's kind of hard to summarize. Okay. Um, just because it's it's been like a while, month and a half. Sure I'm like. Uh, overlooking or glossing over a whole bunch of stuff, but it's been good, man. It's been good. Um, first and foremost, congrats on the new job and the new kid. Correct. Um, take that in whichever order you see is most important. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, for sure. So, uh, yeah, as Gabe mentioned, uh, my child has spawned, uh, since the last podcast and I have gotten a new job. Uh, I start within the next couple of days. Not gonna talk too much about that. Uh, just a better opportunity and more money. That's really what 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 it comes down to for me. All right, but um, but yeah, my, my child was born just shy of May the fourth. So kind of sad. We were like we were like an hour and forty five minutes away from having a May the fourth baby. So close, so close. But yeah, he is. Uh, he was born and um, you know, relatively healthy. All considering, he was very early. Not very early, but he was definitely on the earlier end of the spectrum. And um, you know, he spent some time in the NICU. He spent about you know about twenty something days in the NICU before we were able to bring him home, and now we are probably maybe a month into having him home, and uh, that, that's what's going on with us. So, uh, obviously, like I said, that's why we haven't been able to do the show and a variety of other things. We've just been overly pretty busy with everything, and uh, but yeah, so far so good. Everything's going well. We just got to readjust a little man 
to sleep at night because he doesn't like to sleep at night. It's not his thing. All right. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's what's been going on with me. Uh, you know, another life changes. I just keep them coming. I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely, sir. Absolutely. All right. So. With that being said, you guys see the agenda right in front of me if you're out there on Twitch land. Uh, and we have quite the beefy one because we've missed a lot of stuff that we've been wanting to talk about, even like good stuff. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into going into the notes. And I believe you put this down here. Uh, I didn't put Scoob on here. No, the I notes. The notes. Courage. No, the notes. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm already like jumping ahead into the meat and potatoes. All right. So, uh, you know, the last cast, we kind of talked about how our partners don't necessarily understand like the YouTube um rhythm we'll call it right mm-hmm. um not necessarily in regards to like the algorithm or anything like that but just kind of how things work on youtube right yeah and so i was showing my girlfriend uh this video on uh i follow coffee channels because of course i do right naturally and um so the video like comes to a close right and uh he's doing his like um oh this video was brought to you by like you know the sponsorships and all that stuff sure and i like turn it off and she's like whoa he wasn't done <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those like NordVPN things. I'm yeah, like, yeah. No, tr- trust me, trust me. He's, he's done. done. He's yeah, like, but the video was. I was like, no, 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 no. I've seen this more <laughs> times than I can recount. Like, okay, we, I promise you, there's no more content at the end of this. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as like a like a post like a like a wrap up. You know, like a post commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but for I'm sure. just like, no, no, girl. Like, trust me, you've been on YouTube twice. I live here. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, I live here. Like, trust the locals. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know who I recently just got into, and I know I'm probably way behind the curve on this, but Binging with Babish. You familiar? Babish is excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my, he's becoming one of my more favorite, uh, food channels. Uh, he kind of, well, he does like kind of basics, like, uh, like he even calls it basic where he teaches you kind of like, you know, how to hard boil an egg and stuff like that. But he also tends to recreate meals that you see like on shows and stuff. And, uh, I like his stuff. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, like there's this foothold in like food related stuff on YouTube that I'm just a big fan of. Obviously with hot ones we've talked about in the past. Uh, I even like people who eat around like the theme parks, like they try all the food and like Disney world or whatever, or magic kingdom, whatever it may be. Uh, so that's what I've been into recently a lot. Obviously, I've got back into uh, Rhett and Link as well. Really big on Good Mythical Morning. It's me and my daughter's favorite show. We watch it every morning. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where I've been at with the, with the YouTube rabbit hole recently. You, you, have you gone anywhere that uh, you haven't been before, so to speak? Um, well, nothing crazy, like too like balls deep rabbit holey. But um, before I jump into what I have been watching, um, if you like binging with Babish. Joshua Weissman, mm-hmm. another phenomenal along the same lines. Okay, and then if you if you enjoy that, there's a dude named Internet uh, Internet Shaquille. His stuff is like the perfect amount of humor. Okay, like he does like obviously like cooking videos, but then he did one the other day that I really enjoyed. It was like um how to um how to wash dis- dishes without totally hating yourself. <laughs> and okay. it's just like just. It like it, it's um it's very like explanatory and informative, but at the same time, there's very very good humor in there. Yeah, okay. The, the cooking rabbit holes are excellent. They're like very much like comfort food for your eyes kind of thing. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, YouTube rabbit holes though. Uh, check out a channel called Johnny Harris. He is a like a journalist, but he does really cool, interesting topics. If you're okay. gonna watch a video, highly recommend the Mexican Coke one. Uh, oh, okay. Because that that rabbit hole, it's it's only like 17 minutes, but he does a very good job at documentation okay. and sort of presentation, mm-hmm. and that thing goes pretty like deep. Like you, you you wouldn't think that Mexican Coke has all this politics, okay, and, like, lore behind it, but it does. And it Interesting. 
Okay, very, very cool. Yeah, I definitely will check that out. Make sure you send me that a link so I can check that out a little bit later. So let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes, movies, TVs, and books. So two Scooby-Doo-related topics on the agenda, and I'm going to open up with Scoob. Scoob is an animated film uh, that basically is like the origin stories of Scooby-Doo. And I know we've talked about it in the podcast, and I think both of us kind of – I don't say I don't want to say like we weren't interested, but it wasn't something that necessarily caught our eye. But you know how it is, you know, when you're at home with the wife and kid, and they want to watch a cartoon, and I'm like, well, this is out, let's watch it. We went ahead and watched Scooby Doo, and it's kind of actually opening up a uh, multiverse or a uh, expanded universe with not just Scooby Doo, but other. Uh, is it Hanna Barbera, right? In Hanna Barbera. Right. Yep. Other Hanna Barbera related uh, properties have kind of crossed over a little bit into the Scooby Doo movie, so I thought that was fairly interesting. It was a really cute film. Uh, Scooby was, has been the most understandable that he's ever been, like speech wise, <laughs> in the history of uh, you know Scooby Doo, uh, and it was very cute. It was a cute little movie, uh, and like I said, I guess they're trying to. Uh, do more with uh, the Hanna Barbera and bring it all together and have it be all connected. So I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, kind of a cute little Scooby Doo origin story type deal, and I liked that. I thought it was cute. So definitely check it out. Like I said, it's not going to win an Oscar or nothing like that. Probably like a C in the grand scheme of things, and it's probably uh, the second best Scooby Doo movie out there, probably because obviously you're never going to get better than that live action with Matthew Lillard. Never going to get better than that. But oh, man, Zombie Island's pretty pretty damn good. No, that's true. Um, so, okay, fine. Top three. How about that? Um, well, you know, I actually, uh, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole where this dude watched all the Scooby-Doo movies and then ranked them. Yeah. Um, and Scoob was nowhere. So I, I, I haven't seen all of them. I don't want to make like a passing judgment, especially because I haven't seen Scoob. So I don't know where it's like on my own yep. list. But if you liked it, you know, you're, you're a pretty, pretty hard critic when it comes to stuff that you aren't passionate about. So this is true. This is true. So yeah, it was cute. It was fun. Uh, and I had a good time with it. So if you ever get bored enough and you and the women have nothing better to do, go ahead and check out Scoob, you know, cause, uh, you know, it might be a scenario where maybe you're caught in a goddamn tornado like we were the other day. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was um, totally fun. Touching base with that, like the tornado did. Um, I was caught at the girlfriend's place, which is like half a mile from my house. It's literally just, you know, across like one of the busy streets. Okay. But, um, she like, <laughs> she was like, oh, well, since it's like crazy out, can he like spend the night? And her parents are like weird about that. Like her dad would murder me. Okay. Um, so, you know, it was nice going to bed without worrying about not waking up. So I got you. Pleasant surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause fucking, it was strange because, you know, like I said, I don't mean to get off course here, but it's kind of what we do around here. But, um, for us, it was like raining crazy, crazy hard. And then we had the, the sirens go off and then it got really quiet. I'm like, Oh no, this is the calm before the storm. I was waiting for the freight train to come in and kill us all. But, uh, we, we actually were fortunate. There was other areas of the city that weren't as fortunate. Uh, so hopefully everybody's okay and, uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know, cause I think you, you probably could agree with this. We've been told since the beginning of time that, uh, tornadoes can't affect the Chicagoland area because of reasons. And I think we officially debunked that. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, they, they absolutely can. It was, um, yeah, one of my coworkers lives out in Naperville. He said his house was fine, but a lot of the neighborhood was kind of trashed. So yep. I guess we just got lucky. You know what I mean? Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Anyways, so this one's you. Cool. So there's another Scooby-Doo movie coming out, and it is a crossover movie with Courage the Cowardly Dog. And so the Scoob gang goes into the middle of nowhere. And um, it, it's hilarious because this is so so strange. I felt like this sort of movie needed to happen 10 or 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But let me let me explain to you this. Um, we celebrated Scott's birthday the other week, mm-hmm. and I got him 
the Courage the Cowardly Dog DVD box set, right? Okay. And then, like, a few weeks later, they announced this movie, and the villains are actual monsters. That is the Cicada, the Brood X. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is wildly, like, relevant, but in addition to that, like, Scoob, Scooby-Doo's never going to go away, right? Co- like, correct. That's just one of those things. 50 years strong, it's probably going to go on for another 50 yep. before it actually dies, dies, right? Correct. But, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog has always had, like, a cult following from the get-go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, now, we're seeing, like, a resurgence. Like, if... You know, if Warner Bros., who owns Hanna-Barbera, by the way, mm-hmm. um, if they're going to go out of their way to resurrect the animators and voice actors for Courage the Cowardly Dog to make a Scooby-Doo crossover movie, clearly there must be some interest in Courage as a franchise still. So maybe we'll see, like, a Blu-ray box set. Maybe we'll see more merch, some Funko Pop, something along those lines. They're mm-hmm. a totally new series. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was one of those weird early 2000s anomalies where, like, holy shit, this is a kid's show? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I put but, it in the same category as, like, Invader Zim, where it was kind yeah, of that weird. definitely, man. Where, where, like, a lot of people sort of our age, like, their um, childhoods are at the cultural, like, forefront right mm-hmm, now. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you remember this? Like, we should mm-hmm. kind of sort of make it relevant again. It's interesting to see. So I, I'm curious to see. I'm, the, the movie comes out the day before my birthday. Oh, wow. So I am... I'm, probably doing a watch party because i love both franchises like that hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like I, you know those chickens are up to something yeah it's, it's interesting um i wonder like uh how exactly they're going to be able to tie these two because like carriage is out in the middle of nowhere so like <laughs> like how does... I, i'm telling you it's going to be as easy as they're just driving somewhere for no good reason yeah they're a bunch of stoner teenagers and their van's going to break down in the middle of nowhere yeah it's going to be exactly that you, you don't need any more explanation that's true Interesting. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot, of, a lot of fun. Like you said, but kind of something that I was kind of shocked that we haven't already had. Yeah, like I said, like this would have been at its peak 10 or 15 years ago. But you, now in 2021, when Courage is 17 years over and there's so many iterations of Scooby-Doo, you think it was a fucking MK11 like costume skin. You know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Very, very cool. So yeah, definitely on, you said on your birthday, right? So definitely on the lookout for that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, talk to me about Carnage. So, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, this is the new Venom movie. Uh, I was not privy to the Tom Hardy original Venom movie that came out a couple of years ago. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen like clips of it and it seemed kind of funny. Uh, my wife watched it and said she enjoyed it quite a bit. But Let There Be Carnage is obviously uh, the first film adaptation of Carnage. We haven't had Carnage yet in the, in the Spider-Verse movie, and this will be our first look at him. They gave us a little bit of a trailer. They had uh, Woody Harrelson playing – what is his name? Cletus Cassidy? Is that his name right? That's his name, right? Yeah, Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, uh, they got him playing it, which I think is kind of hilarious because he's like the right amount of crazy, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, apparently Carnage is uh, – is around and going to be fucking some shit up. And I'm waiting to see how they tie it into the Tom Holland stuff because it's got to come at some point. You'd imagine so, right? But uh, that's kind of the deal. Like I said, there is a new trailer. It did drop. It did look kind of funny. Uh, some of the Venom, uh, Tom Hardy shenanigans. Um, so something I got my eye on. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Have you seen anything about it? Have you at least seen what Carnage looked like? Yeah. So um, I guess two or three things. Uh, Carnage looks good. I mean, so did Venom, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't attest quality of things we always say that graphics is only uh superficial yeah right yep 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 um second thing uh in regards to tying it into the tom holland bit there i don't think carnage is going to go far i think if carnage remains alive it's gonna be like a venom versus carnage thing because it's very much like rated r yeah you know what i mean like that's the thing and they're not going to tie in their poster boy into a rated r movie like that mm. so i think 
what's going to end up happening is that like, oh, Carnage is defeated. Oh, it's not really dead. <laughs> and then we're going to get a Venom. <laughs> we're going to get a Venom Spider-Man Tom Holland movie that's going to be PG-13. Okay. Oh, so okay. I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have kind of like like a branched franchise here where it's like, oh, maybe Venom pops into Tom Holland and it starts with them fighting, but then there's a bigger threat. And, you know, because Venom's really the anti-hero, right? Correct, yeah. He's not like a pure villain villain, whereas Carnage is. Yeah. So it might be this thing where we see the motives flip for Carnage and Eddie Brock, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not a total asshole. And then Carnage comes around. Woody Harrelson style goes, but I am. <laughs> it's funny because because um, uh, people, uh, the thing about Carnage that makes him so interesting is that uh, Cletus Cassidy on his own would make a pretty suitable Spider-Man villain. And now you get the whole symbiote thing to it. You know, you're only making him worse. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, we've said before, <laughs> Spider-Man has one of the best villain galleries I right agree. after with Batman. Yep. You know, it, it's about damn time we got um carnage v venom on there mm-hmm. and going forward with that i'd even be excited to see like an anti-venom kind of oh, yeah for sure the line um and then the last point i want to make you've seen that um you've seen that tattoo where it's uh the carnage and venom chest piece and they're like tongues wrap around it's a heart mm-hmm. i'm related to that guy fun fact really like immediate relation not like a oh he was like my ex cousins twice removed so no no no. we're like direct family really yeah crazy oh. crazy crazy very cool interesting he, we, we're, we're cousins and i think that's hilarious because i've seen <laughs> that thing around the internet so many times so many years ago and, and then suddenly it's like oh we're we're cousins that's hilarious okay yeah <laughs> so, i thought a small world huh absolutely all okay, right let, let's talk some uh some x-men um so one of one of two franchises that just can't seem to get it right. Yeah, right? X-Men yeah. is a franchise of highs and lows. For sure. Um, extreme highs and extreme lows. Yeah. Right? Days of Future Past. Um, Logan. Logan. I would even put, um, like, honestly, I would even put, like, X1 or 2 on there. They first, were like first class. For the time. Yeah, first class, another phenomenal one. And then you have things like Wolverines. <laughs> You know, and um, apocalypse. Yeah, the Dark Phoenix again. The, the right? Dark Which Phoenix one? again. <laughs> so now with Disney sort of buying it, uh, buying Fox, mm-hmm. the question comes around to: They're eventually going to reintroduce the X Men. It's mm-hmm. not if, it's when, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Wolverine's a cool character in the comics, and me as growing up, he was never the main character for me okay right? he was just one of those cool ones that got blown out of proportion because he sells figures yeah. for the movies but he is still an integral part of the core x-men line yeah. and with um hugh jackman saying he's done you know and i feel like we've had this conversation before but who can be the next wolverine it, because it, if, man. if disney was like okay we're gonna do an x-men uh, we're going to do like a low-key thing, right? Like, here's 10 episodes of the new X-Men, which is what I've been arguing for for years now. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't do a whole story arc, like a comic arc, right? That's like 50, 60 chapters long in two hours. It's mm-hmm. So many things are going to you know, fly by. Yeah. But we, we need a Wolverine. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the one everybody's going to be super judgmental about. It's like the next Batman. Yeah. Well, actually, yes and no, because we've seen – Batman recast multiple times in our lifetime, not even including since the beginning of time. So we've had multiple Batman. We've only really had one Wolverine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I would even put it in the one same live category. Action Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would even put no, it in the it, same it's category. It's one of those things like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Now, as far as who, 
Ah, man, I don't even know. Um, shit. It's, it's one of those questions that, like, could a actor pull it off? Maybe, but, like, you'd have to see it, you know? Do you have anybody in mind? No, dude, not off the top of my head. And I, I spent, like, an hour or so, like, thinking, like, who would be... Who would be a good Wolverine? But it's like that. That's, that's the question. Here's the separation, right? Mm-hmm. You can be a good character, but it's a, a major difference between being a good character and embodying that character. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there were good Jokers. Nobody embodied the Joker like Heath Ledger did. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is a league in its own. Like you do not rank Heath Ledger with the other Jokers. He, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like don't even bother because we always know he's going to be at the top. Yeah, at least in my opinion, right? Sure. And, and that's just the thing where it's like. Hugh Jackman was the Wolverine. He was the Wolverine for 14 years. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I feel like I'm like kicking a dead horse here because I'm just like, I need more X-Man. Well, that's like I said, it's only a matter of time and they got to nail it, right? Like I think we can all agree that overall with the MCU casting, it has been very, very good, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe a few stinkers here and there, but even then, like for the most part, They've picked the right people for these roles. And I just think there's a very, I mean, I know Hugh said that he's done, but I think there's a very good chance that Disney drops a bag on his front doorstep and be like, you could come back, right? One more, two more, five more. Here's my thing. I don't don't think he dislikes playing the Wolverine, right? I don't think that's a question. I I think his roots are in theater, like Mm -hmm. classic musical theater. And Mm -hmm. I think he's trying to get back to that. I mean, look at The Greatest Showman, right? Yeah. I think he's trying to get back to what made him fall in love with the profession. That's just my take. Would would he come back? I mean, shit, dude. Would anybody do anything if you dropped a couple million dollars in, in their front door? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You know, Probably. it's one of those things. It's just a matter of is that on or off the table? How persistent is he going to be? Or is it going to be one of those things where he's like, hey, I'm not doing it anymore. And then, you know, you, you like miss it and you're like, ah. okay. One, one season. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, just a quick cameo, man. Yeah, man. It's it's kind of an interesting thing because I I I don't think I would want it to be somebody who's necessarily like at the current like a list. Like, I don't think I would want if it's going to be somebody new or if it's going to be somebody to to play the new Wolverine. I would want it to be somebody who's relatively unknown at the moment. Somebody who's low tier, uh, maybe just getting started in the business and needs a big break and knocks it out of the park. Because like, you know, who I think would be a good contender? Who? Um, and he would need to like fix his facial hair for it, but I think he's got the attitude. Um, the dude from Stranger Things who plays Billy Hargrove, oh, Jack oh. Montgomery, the dude with the mullet. Oh, he's definitely got the attitude for it. I don't know if he's physically big enough, though. Yeah, an- another thing because I'm like looking at him right, and I was like, oh, you could maybe get away with the mullet, right? Like the whole like pointed hair thing's a little cliche at this yeah. point, but like if he got like shredded. And like, let the beard grow out. I think he could do it. I I, I don't. I, I mean, shit. Because the thing about like Wolverine is that he's very like grizzled and hardened. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he could probably nail the attitude. But you have to. The thing about casting a Wolverine is that you have to pick somebody who's look like they've been through it. You know I mean, I, Tom Hardy could work too, that, but that, like nobody's going to cast that. Yeah, that's the like I said. That, that's why I was trying to stray away from people who like like a Tom Hardy who's already been like known for like a long time. You know. Um, cause I think Tom it's Hardy could pull it off. Somebody like new and upcoming or somebody like, like, you know, relatively famous. Yeah. Like, Michael B. Jordan would make a killer Wolverine. Yeah. You know, 
we saw his performance in Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Again, attitude that, is the presentation going to translate over like that, though? You know what I mean? And you know, I mean, he was pretty. You know, for but, a fact that if they cast him, people would freak out. Like, I mean, I think it would be a good cast personally. But yeah. We've seen him a little grizzled as Killmonger. We would just need to amp that up to 11 and hand this dude cigars. Yeah. But do you think it's a problem that he's already been cast in the MCU? So, you know what I mean? Listen, at this point, who hasn't been cast by Disney, the MCU, or Fox? You know what I mean? It's like you're going to have to start reusing your assets at one point here. In in programming terms, reusability of an asset is a phenomenal thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's a, it's, 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 it's a tough call. Um but yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to have my eye on because I'm all over the MCU stuff. I've stayed so current with everything that they've been dropping. Um, and I'm just kind of waiting for the moment in the shows and things like that where they're like, oh, by the way, there's this mutant gene out there and these things. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for yeah. that moment. Hasn't come yet, but I'm waiting for it. So um, I don't know, man. I'll say, I'll say two things and then we can move on to the next topic because honestly, we can do a whole show. On just sort of X Men, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one, if Michael B. Jordan was cast as Wolverine, that man would take no shit from any of the other X Men. Facts. It'd be, it'd be equal parts comedic relief and tension whenever he was on screen. Yeah. And I, I, I did not think about him as the Wolverine beforehand, but the more I kind of picture it, the more I like the idea. Yeah. Especially in like the black and yellow like latex mm-hmm. suit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like the first class suit. Yep. I'm in it. And two, two, as a series of ups and downs, the one thing that X-Men has going for it is its casting. Even the new um, Magneto and mm-hmm. Professor Xavier McAvoy and Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal casting. Yep. Fassbender, no if, fan, are, Fassbender, like Fassbender was pe- absolutely perfect. I cannot think of a more perfect casting than Michael Fassbender in that Magneto role. McAvoy? Very good. Oh my god! Yeah, very yeah. good. That, that's the one constant in those movies is that the the main the main ones, whoever the movie said the main ones were phenomenal. Even the old Magneto and um, mm-hmm. and Xavier. God, their names elude me right now. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart and, and Ian McKinnon. Yeah, dude. Like in Logan. Oh my god, Patrick Stewart put on like yeah, some not oh. Yeah, anyway, very good. Uh, let's talk about Daniel Day Lewis. Um, what are your feelings about him? Uh, he is a artist, a genius in his time, and uh, one of the best method actors that is out there. Absolutely. Um, one of the people that, whenever was you know on screen, stole the show. Yeah. Uh, may he rest in peace, I guess. But wait, what? Uh, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. you didn't uh, die. Um, uh, I had this. Cra- <laughs> I had a crazy idea. I had uh, this. Okay. Insane idea. Can I tell you about my crazy idea? Sure, absolutely. I was explaining to Isa um, what Flashpoint Paradox is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal DC animated movie. Yes, right? fantastic. And I was like, uh, I had two thoughts. My first line of thought was, well, if there's ever a, um, oh God, what was it when Bruce Wayne was like the retired one and the young buck picked up, um, picked up the bat suit? What Beyond. was the name of it? Beyond. Okay, Beyond. Batman Beyond Daniel Day Lewis as old Bruce Wayne, but wait, 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 wait. That that was that was I the know. initial idea, and I was I like, know. it could work. I know where you're going. Keep going. The second one was Daniel Day Lewis as Thomas, Thomas Wayne Batman. Yes, and then I was like, this is it. Yeah, this is it right there. that's pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> Put him in a rubber bat suit. 
Yeah. That's going to be the theme for today. Put him in a rubber suit. <laughs> Put Daniel Day-Lewis in a rubber bat suit and give him a fucking gun. And I promise you, you will have gold. That's pretty solid, man. Because I was just like, oh, well, you know, he like runs so fast that the earth, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's alternate universe stuff. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, because I, you know, I was looking at like um, Gangs New York mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God. It like just correlated right there, like rough and grizzled. And I remember mm-hmm. his performance and I was like, Tor- tortured. Yeah. 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 You know, if you're going to do a live action Flashpoint Paradox, I don't care who you cast as Batman, but Thomas Wayne. <laughs> Thomas Wayne has to be shit. You can still run with Ben Affleck if you wanted to for that Batman. They look enough alike, right? Yeah, I can get with that. You know, and I was just like, say? this is this is so tasty. Oh, okay. I have to tell Jacob, but yeah. So I've been like, <laughs> it, it's been like you know, like like a secret you want to tell someone, but you're like, I gotta wait till I see him. I gotta wait till I see him. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, cool beans. Yeah, mm. so that was my idea. I was like, oh, I, I kind of love that. I don't totally hate it, Gabe. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think you kind of like it. I kind of like it. I like it. Cool. I like it. I like it quite a bit, actually. Cool, cool, cool. Let's talk some uh, Adult Swim. So, before I dive into the topic itself, um, John McAfee died earlier this week in a Spanish prison. And if you don't know anything about John McAfee, he is my—he was my favorite seven-year-old coked-up old man. Um, they did an interview with him. Adult Swim did an interview with John McAfee, and I'm not going to say anything about it, but it's fucking hilarious. Okay. If you, <laughs> if you are looking for good humor, watch that interview. It was like 12 minutes long, but it's hilarious okay hilarious watch that um now back to the topic at hand adult swim is dropping movies mm-hmm. there is a metalocalypse movie mm-hmm. there is a aqua teen hunger force movie and i think there's one more that i can't recall off the top of my head but how do we feel about this you know when you when i saw it on the agenda oh, the I, adventure bros movie that was the other one okay when i saw it on the agenda i thought you wanted to talk about adult swims home movies the the show that's, oh, that was a weird one. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about it for a little bit, but I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, uh, are they like, is it being marketed as like Adult Swim movies or is it going through like a separate studio or whatever the hell? I, I think Adult Swim is handling it and I'm kind of hoping the whoever handled the original shows is doing it there, right? But you would hope so. You would hope so. Um, hear my feelings on it. Uh, Metalocalypse, uh, you know, Brendan Small is a really interesting dude because he's the entire band and then he made a show to promote the band that inadvertently yeah. <laughs> the plot of it is that it's just it's great right it's yes. like really good humor um and his whole thing was that he's like yo dude like adults some kind of like fucked me over like they forced me to wrap this up mm-hmm. and then the same thing with venture bros venture bros is, is not shying away from taking its time creating these seasons but the following is so strong that they don't care if it takes five six seven eight nine years for the next season to come out uh-huh. everybody's always excited for it and venture bros got you know, the short end of the chopping block. Yep. Because they were new season announced and then boom, canceled. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 So I, I think this is, you know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, we can spend a whole cast on it. One of those, if you're like, uh, if you're anywhere between like, like 18 and 45, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy Aqua Teen Hunger Force. If not, you know, if you haven't seen it prior, but, um, I think it's a kind of a good opportunity for these creators to make men's and maybe wrap up the story. Yeah, but yeah. it's also kind of it, it's a it's you know it's a double edged sword in my opinion because hey here's your opportunity right but then at the same time it's like you're only giving them what an hour or two mm-hmm. you know like I don't think any of these movies are going to be two hours honest to God I think most of them are going to float around the like hour ten minute mark oh wow that's just you know my take because Metalocalypse episodes are what fifteen minutes yeah so like that yeah. So it's it's kind of like okay, well, here's an opportunity to wrap it up, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> well, I think the the thing it's a it's a situation where that if they like if these movies come out, you risk the the you risk that these that these what's it called these properties that you're making movies for kind of reemerge in popularity, and next thing you know, you're making the show again. You know what I mean? Like you, you you take that risk when you when you're doing it. Now I don't know the circumstances of the release. Is it going to be direct DVD? Is it going to go directly to theaters? I don't know. But I think it's a dangerous game that they play by allowing these movies to come out. You know yeah, you know what I'm saying it, it's like I said, it's equal parts a cash grab and a one last like bon voyage. Yeah, for sure. It's a little upsetting. All right, let's uh let's talk about Quiet Place, dude. Did you see it? I have not seen it yet, but I do plan on actually seeing this in theater soon. Yes. Uh, so Scott told me it was an eleven out of ten. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm hoping to get back into the theater soon. Um, we'll touch base with why later. There was uh-huh. a trailer that dropped. Uh huh. Um, yes. Okay. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Joker too. Okay. So uh, I was kind of flabbergasted by what I heard, but apparently the the director of, uh, for the first Joker has been connected with a Joker 2. This is the Joker featuring Joaquin Phoenix. All that good stuff. Apparently there's going to be a Joker 2. And um, I don't want to say that it's unnecessary, but it's unnecessary. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know why. And from what I heard originally, the intention was for Joaquin Phoenix to be one and done with the Joker. And apparently that is no longer the case. What do you think? Um, I don't know, man. One of those things, like, do you die a hero or do you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Yeah. I think if they want to leave it at one, perfectly fine with that. I'm cool with these, like, great one-off shooting stars. Mm-hmm. But, it's it, you know, you start to get worried when you see a lot of really hot and heavy shooting stars. Because then the problem comes, right? It's like the like the Terminator Two thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you have potential for one of the one of the best sequels ever, right? But at the same time, it's like, are you going to devalue the original? Mm-hmm. Are you going to rewrite stuff? Are you going to force a movie out of nothing? Yeah, you should create because you love the property or because you love creating, not because it's a cash grab out there. And part of me is like, well, if Joaquin Phoenix said one and done, honor that, respect that. Mm-hmm. It was a good film. Personally, I don't think it needs a sequel. What, what else are you going to follow up on? My my biggest fear is that halfway through this movie, there's a man in a cape and a cowl that comes down and makes it a Batman movie. I, you know, again, one of those things where it's like you, your point is totally valid. Yep. That could be a very real worrying fear. Yep. And like you know, but it, the, the point was the point. The reason what, what made the Joker so cool is that it was the first time in history that you didn't need Batman to tell a Joker story. You know what I mean? He, and, he, fought, he literally fought society. Yeah. Right? Like, as much of a meme as that is. But that was the villain. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you, how are you going to one-up that? You're going to have him fucking fight space in the universe? Yeah. Space-time continuum? Like, just let it be, man. Let yeah. Property re- you got to let a good steak rest before you cut into it. Correct. So, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I'm sure that the, it'll be shot very well. I'm sure it'll probably be written very well. Because um, you know the last one was very very well done. It's just it's a little concerning to me because we're running out of time. Like I said, it's only a matter of time before a man with a cape and a cowl comes down and makes it a Batman movie when it doesn't necessarily have to be one, especially with other Batman properties coming out on its own. You know, so I don't know how I feel about it. Um, and I just thought it was something that was worth talking about very briefly. 
Yeah, I mean, lots of concerns, lots of good points. Um, I guess we'll see if it happens and if it does, how it is. Yep, yep, yep. So next. Let's talk about Yanni Den. Yeah, Yanni Den. Donnie Yen will be in the new John Wick, and I cannot believe it took him this long to enter the fray. <laughs> you know, uh, when you talk about like real life basses, I think Donnie Yen's on the top of most people's lists who are aware of him. And um, like I said, I'm stunned that it took him this long to get cast in a John Wick movie. Big Stop. fan, um, right there with you. It kind of feels like the natural progression of things. Yep. You know, you, you would have thought he would have been great in like three. Like at that point, mm-hmm. they would have been like, you know, I think Donnie Yen would like a part in this, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I but, think I think it's uh what the what the angle they should play it at is like a worthy adversary to John. Cool. Have you seen the raid movies by any chance? I've seen bits and pieces of them and they are amazing. <laughs> I have the collection. You can borrow it if okay. you like. Yeah, um, for sure. The choreography is by far easily some of the best. Uh let me get a raid like John Wick crossover. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I'm just like, well, cuz the stories are very much I don't want to say similar, right? In the, the same ballpark. Great as the cop. Yeah. But they're in the same ballpark where if, like, oh, they had to team up to take somebody down, that wouldn't be the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. I, but I guess Plus, I, like, I want him to be an adversary, though. I don't want him to be, like, a buddy with, with John. I want him to be like, the, okay, we're finally fucking calling in the big guns. Get fucking Donnie in here to take this psychopath down. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, dude. Or you could even tease it in JW4, have, mm-hmm. like, a Mad Dog show up or something, which is one of the one of the cooler characters. But mm-hmm. I, I actually don't know if he's dead or not now that I think about it <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. just one of those things, man, like the internet would break if that crossover were ever to happen and you'd mm-hmm. have – it'd be like Freddy versus Jason. You'd have the pinnacle of both series in one film. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, w- I don't know, man, because I don't know what – I don't know who gave Keanu Reeves the right to make those John Wick movies so fucking awesome, but there's, they are. That is better. <laughs> They're just a superior action film right now. It's just a, it's a weird thing because you wouldn't think, especially when you came up with like the first one. The first one came out like nobody had any kind of real expectation for it, and, and then you followed it up not once but twice. Yeah, and it's just a it's a weird thing, and it's just they, they've established kind of a very interesting universe that people are invested in it now. And now you got big time actors like like a, like Halle Berry in the last one, and people who want to be a part of it. It's just kind of a weird thing, you know, where, where, we've mentioned this before, we're in this, like, this Keanu Reeves renaissance nowadays, and it's just interesting to me. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. It, like I said, it's probably one of the most natural feeling things, aside from sex, that to come by in the past 10 years. <laughs> um, I got two shows to review. If sure. You like to lend a year. Sure. Um, I said a year, by the way. I know, so. I heard, I heard. Good. Okay, so the first one was Sweet Tooth. It's a Netflix original. Um, girlfriend wanted to watch it. We watched it. It is fun. It is cute. Um, it is one of those that like imposes stakes and kind of forces you to care about the characters. It's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, my one gripe with it is that it kind of – I was predicting a lot of these episodes mm-hmm. when they were coming up. And I'm just like, okay, it's falling into that Netflix trap. And my girlfriend was like, oh, well, you don't like it, blah, blah. I was like, no, 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 no. I enjoy it. It's fine. I, mm-hmm. it, you know, We're going to watch season two when it comes out. But it's one of those things where it's like you watch Netflix for long enough, you know the plot beats. You know what I mean? My gripe is that it's not related to Twisted Metal. That's my gripe. Yeah, I, 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 it's a good point. It's a valid point. It, it's fun. I think it's worth the watch at the end of the day. And if okay. you're looking for something to kill time, it's going to be another Netflix original that's quality, that has some time and effort put into it. For sure. But again, I, I'm worried about the Stranger Things effect where the first season comes out, people love it. It kind of generates some hype. Second season becomes all action, no matter what the first season was. It could have been a rom-com. Second yeah. season, there's suddenly guns everywhere, right? Yep. And then it kind of loses its magic and character that made it so good in the original. 
Yeah, I guess I, I can, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm a, I was a big Stranger Things fan, uh, season one, season two, not so much. Season three was better than both of them, but uh, I was, I'll tell you this. I was telling people left, right, up and down your idea that still resonates with me years ago when season two of Stranger Things came out. I was like, my buddy Jake said that he thinks if Stranger Things is going to continue, it's going to be like American Horror Story where it's the same cast, different situations or like different thematic elements it's mm-hmm. going to explore stranger things as a concept yeah. not as an ip and yeah i love that i love that i think netflix could have gone far and wide with that one i think there's still a good chance that at this that i think they could still could do it too i think they could put the uh, with this next season which lord the lord fucking knows when season four is coming out uh i think there's a good chance that they could even still do it but you know right now because of people being as uh, dedicated to the shows and these characters is that if they were to do something like that people would get upset so yeah people are too attached mm-hmm. to the characters like you said and it's going to be one of those things where if they do pull that nobody's going to vibe with it yeah i i don't know man i think they now like i said don't get me wrong i think season after season two season three definitely saved the show yeah absolutely but um i still you wonder about what could have been you know here's here's my recollection of the series in its entirety and i only i binged every season Mm -hmm. the saturday after it came out same 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 thing except season one yeah exactly i'm the exact same way i remember a lot of good key moments and key frames from season one a lot of good cinematography there Mm -hmm. season two was a blackout piss your pants blur i do not remember a goddamn thing yeah and then season three couple of standout moments overall plot vibe okay Mm -hmm. and that's it season two is a literal blur yep season two is that night that you had with your buddies where you swore that you had fun but now all you remember is the headache and uh crashing and everybody's telling the stories yeah for and about you and you're like i don't remember you any get, of that you get home and you crash your car through the fucking garage like that's that's what season uh stranger things season two was felt, felt like to me cool let's talk about this next show okay invincible is an animated superhero show on amazon mm-hmm. uh it is adapted from a comic book um uh, this this show is heavy okay. it is incredulously heavy and uh, it's good it's yep. It is painstakingly good in all the wrong places where it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about this? Uh, is this the one? Like I said, it's like an animated about superheroes and stuff. Uh, like I've seen a lot of memes about it. Is it very meme heavy right now? Um, there's a couple of relevant memes out there, but mm-hmm. the show the show has great characters, phenomenal cast, okay. very relatable. Um, but it also shows the very realistic side of superheroes. And I know mm-hmm. I said that with the boys. Um, if, how do I, how do I even begin to compare this? If the, if, if boys, right, is like the OG Halloween, mm-hmm. right? Or it's good, it's quality, you see it. This is like Halloween 2018. Still is good, but the gruesomeness is just dialed up so fucking well. Okay. Okay. It, and, and this is coming from a guy who genuinely enjoys like zombie movies, just general mm-hmm. gore, right? Mm-hmm. There was times where I was like sick to my stomach watching this. Really? Honest to God, it it is good. But okay. Oh my God, is it heavy? Mm. I think for anybody of the fans of like the darker side of superheroes, mm-hmm. this is a must watch. Okay. No, no if ands buts questions about it. Okay. It is really good, and I will. I promise you. I guarantee you. After watching this show, you will never <laughs> ever be excited for a superhero train scene 
after finishing <laughs> the, I promise you that. Okay. No, no, you think I'm joking. Okay. It was it was gnarly. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. It, uh, this is like um, I know DC's done like what if Superman was bad? Yeah. Right. This is a whole nother level. This okay. is like insanity. If you took that idea and you ran it through like an amp head, dialed the gain up all the way to eleven, and then blew everybody's ears <laughs> in the crowd. This is like if you went to like. You remember that one time at Warp we saw Vanna and we were like one of 20 people there right up front? Yeah. And your ears are right next to the speakers? Yeah. Like that. Okay. It's quality, but okay. it, it will hurt the next day. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. I had – we were in bed after finishing it. I had to tell my girl I love her. I was like, oh, my God. Like I need – Jesus Christ. Need it's a, phenomenal. Need an extra cuddle that night, huh? That's, <laughs> it'll put you in a mood. It'll put you in a mood for sure. Speaking about putting me in a mood, let's talk about the big thing that I wanted to talk about on this week's pod. Halloween Kills. I guess a Red Band trailer. I hope it was fucking Red Band because Jesus Christ. Uh, trailer dropped. Apparently they had like a like a festival or whatever with uh, Blumhouse and they dropped it and then somebody leaked it. So they said, fuck it. Drop it. And they dropped a new trailer. For Halloween Kills due in October. We both watched it. What do you think? Let him burn, baby. Let him burn. <laughs> it looks... Listen. Another one of those topics we can spend all day on. Mm-hmm. It looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, there's not a doubt in my mind that this movie is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never been so excited for a Halloween, a Halloween movie since Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Because you knew. You know what I mean? This dude was dressed in a business suit to the nines. Like tie clip and everything, you knew this dude meant fucking business. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. We're gonna go see it in theaters. I don't give a shit. Absolutely. So uh, I saw it, and immediately I was floored by um, just like yeah, just the 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 what's the word I'm looking for the, the scale the yeah, the scale of this of this tale that they're trying to tell. So um, apparently, we're getting a return of quite a few classic characters. We're getting. Tommy Doyle in this Halloween movie. We're getting Lindsay Wallace in this Halloween Halloween movie. We're even getting Lonnie, the little shithead boy from the original Halloween in this film. And um, it's almost like the Avengers for Halloween characters, you know? But only the ones that matter. Correct. Uh, apparently, they even reached out to uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, to see if he wanted to be in it, but he was busy with, I think, one of the, like, Ant-Man or something like that, and he couldn't make it. They even wanted Paul Rudd to be in it, because you and I mentioned it. When Halloween 2018 came out, it was almost like a greatest hits, right? Like, everything that you loved about every single Halloween movie from this, from the first one to where we are now, we're gonna kind of hint at it in some way, shape, or form. Now, this is like, um, a, a band that announces its final album and they're saying we're done after this we're gonna do a couple final tours and that's it and it be, it's their best album <laughs> you know what i mean like um just the sheer violence that uh, we saw on the trailer and i know a lot of people were complaining that maybe they showed a little bit too much maybe they did but that's kind of just the nature of trailers nowadays and i'm hoping that there are quite a few gruesome kills that they haven't showed us at all. No, that that is without a doubt. Yeah. What is going to happen because you don't show the good stuff in the trailer. Correct. And the fact that there was some there were some kills in the trailer, I'm just like, "Whoa." You know what I mean? Like that's that's next level and automatically auto, already you can tell 
that this is a very agitated, very angry <laughs> Michael Myers, right? Uh, Michael was fucking going on an evening stroll in the first one compared to what he's going to do in this one. And they've already started to hint slightly at some supernatural quote unquote elements to him, right? That he is not just a man anymore, that he is doing something beyond what a man can do. And, uh, they even kind of gave us a little hint. Hey, all of Michael's victims are going, are as a straight line to his childhood home. And they haven't really given us much more than that, especially as far as plot. You get the point. People are agitated. People are afraid of him. And now they're starting to lynch mob and look for him, right? The people of Haddonfield are getting sick of his ass. And they said, you know what? This motherfucker's got to go. And if it takes all of us to do it, that's what we're going to do, right? Um, and that's what it's showing, you know, uh, which is also something that they showed us like in four where they had like this group of people looking for him. Uh, and I, I am so fucking excited all i know is is that i hope that on halloween night that year that there was no other fires in haddonfield because they they were not going to get anybody to respond to those <laughs> haddonfield's a town of like 300 people and i'm pretty sure he wiped out all their fucking firefighters so hopefully no additional fires on halloween night in haddonfield that night so, my friend, it is going to be a very, very good Halloween season. Absolutely. It's going to be off the wall, off the chain. I am so excited about it. Uh, my jaw dropped multiple times. I love the fact that we've got like a strings version of the Halloween theme in the trailer too. I don't know how long it took us to get that done, but it got finally got done. And, uh, I'm fucking ready, man. I it's just, it's, I'm just jazzed about it. And, uh, something I'm looking forward to very, very much, uh, might be one of my more anticipated movies of this, uh, of the season. I forgot to throw in, um, my Corella review. Actually, I watched two Disney movies, uh, but I might just throw it on to next week. Uh, next time's agenda, Cruella and Luca. I watched both of them. Um, but we'll talk about that on a later day and maybe give you the chance to watch it if you're interested. But we got more stuff to cover. We've already had like an hour into this pod and we haven't even touched the other topics yet. So PlayStation get- Discord partnership. Yeah. About damn time. Yep. So PlayStation <laughs> parties have been okay. Yes. But, um, you know, I, and I mentioned this with, like, the cross-compatibility thing. As that becomes more and more relevant, we're going to have to streamline this process. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Discord is the one. Mm-hmm. I, any other thoughts on that? I, I just thought I, I think it would just be the most Sony thing to partner with Skype. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just thought, like Zoom. Yeah, like I – I'm stunned they picked Discord because I, I could have swore it would have been Skype. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just seems, seems like something. Maybe because it's like a Microsoft property. Maybe that's why. But still, Skype seems like right up their alley. But yeah, uh, no no other thoughts. I mean, like you said, it's about time and surprised it even took this long. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Returnal. So, it. yeah, Returnal. Uh, I can't believe how long it's been since we've done a show because uh, Returnal is a rope. I don't even understand the – what does the, the fucking phrase roguelike come from? I don't even know what it is. Roguelike is that every time you die, you start anew. Yeah, I know, but fuck. Uh, it's a roguelike uh, dungeon crawler style game uh, based on a character who is exploring a foreign planet and lands on the planet. And every single time she dies, she starts from the beginning. Uh, and uh, it is also a kind of a suspenseful thriller style game. There are some scary moments, especially when it gets the first person and in the house. I have played uh, I don't know how many biomes there are, but I've only made it through three because the game is fuck 
working hard. Uh, but I am enjoying myself very, very thoroughly. I was playing it on stream for the first couple of days, but I don't know, uh, how well it translates like on stream. So I've been kind of playing it on my, on my own in my free time and I fucking love it, bro. Uh, it is such a good game. It's one of the first real PlayStation 5 games out there. And I feel like it was actually developed for this console and actually takes advantage of all the hardware and everything it has put into place. It is so sm- silky smooth. Um, I just love it. I love the, the, the environment and I love the fact that all the biomes kind of change how you play and all the creatures that you come across. Uh, I would definitely highly recommend for all the PlayStation 5 users out there, if you have not played Returnal, you absolutely have to. It is a must-play for the PlayStation 5 library, and I think uh, a contender for my game of the year. So please check out Returnal. It is so fucking good. I'm giving it an A-. minus. Um, I think it's wonderful. So definitely check out Returnal, uh, one of the best new IPs that I've played in quite some time. Sweet. Speaking about not new IPs, but old ones, uh, God of War was pushed back. Yeah, God of War was pushed back, so it was originally announced that it was supposed to drop at some point this year. I think uh, as the pandemic started to carry on, I think we all kind of saw this coming. Um, you know, they, they had to push it back to next year. They have all the all my confidence in the world to do it, and I, I love Corey Balrog. I think he's fantastic. I think he's one of the best, m- most creative minds in gaming. And after they announced this, a lot of the developers, a lot of the people on the God of War team, caught a lot of flack on Twitter, and he said, "Nah." He's like, "Wait a second. He's like, if you got a call, if you got a beef with me pushing it back." God of War, then you come to me. You don't come to my come at my team. You come to me because it was my call to make this decision. And of course, nobody's gonna fucking <laughs> nobody's gonna call out Corey because he, he's one of the most beloved people in all of gaming. I don't know what your opinion on it is, but in my opinion, he is. And of course, the the hate kind of died down. Uh, but again, we we trust Santa Monica Studios to, to do the right thing, and of course, they are. They're pushing back the game so it could live up to our expectations. Rome was not built in a day. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, all the time you need Santa Monica. Absolutely. They, they deserve all of that. So, uh, I trust, and Balrog retrusts. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, so I think this is kind of wrapped up in the whole, all the E3 stuff. So I guess we could kind of bundle it. E3 happened. Uh, and. Well, actually, while we're talking about E3, um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. That that yeah. was yeah. That, Being excited for that one. That that's a, that's a that's a big game. Metroid, uh, the new Metroid mm-hmm. is coming out, and from what I understand, it's not even the Metroid Prime game that we've been expecting, because uh, the Metroid Prime is first person, right? Um, apparently, that's still coming down the pipeline. So I wonder if uh, was it called Denial or something like that? Something like that. Uh, Metroid, something like that. Denial, something like that. Um, as it, hopefully, it's connected to the Metroid Prime storyline, but it's not even. What we're really looking for. I think it's safe to say, and I know I'm not breaking ground here because I've seen a lot of the same sentiment online. Nintendo really fucking came, came hard uh, at this E3. The uh, E3's back out. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a weird thing, uh, that Nintendo, cause I, you know, I'm not the biggest Nintendo person in the world, but they really put the best foot forward here on this. Fucking Kazuya from Tekken is going to be in Smash. That's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they, they really kind of stole the show, uh, with the, with the E3 stuff. Uh, Ubisoft dropped some, some, some information. Uh, I don't know if, did you see the trailer for the new, uh, Rainbow Six story thing? Uh, the- 
quarantine. Well, it's called game? it's called um, what is it called now? It's called uh, Rainbow Six. Shit, what is it called now? It's not called quarantine anymore. Fuck. Um, fuck. Now it's gonna drop. Yes, that's the one. Um, because I think quarantine kind of has this negative connotation on it now. So uh, they changed the name uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Looks very cool. Looks very different uh, from Rainbow Six, the you know the Siege thing, which I think is necessary uh, to add a different flavor to that particular thing. Uh, so it looks cool. And they also announced uh, and showed off some footage from uh, Ubisoft's Avatar game. You know, Avatar, the J- James Cameron jam they showed off a game and it looked very cool so uh, it did. uh this also means that the avatar 2 is coming around soon yes you would th- you would you well, you would think so because get that's a movie that's been pushed back time and time again too but it looked very cool did you sell did you see, get, get a chance to look at the trailer for it i did it, it looks like a very good game but it's ubisoft and it's a movie game so yeah uh, it, it has some things <laughs> It had some things. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I'm de- it's definitely something that looked like they put a lot of work into it, at the very least visually. Holy shit. Um, you know, you you have to catch the essence of Pandora. It has to look good. Otherwise, people won't buy that it's connected to Avatar. And it definitely looked good. We'll see how it plays. I haven't heard much about gameplay. Um, but at the very least, it looked cool. So uh, that was something cool coming out of E3. Um, Xbox Bethesda's... Um, presentation was pretty cool uh they showed off halo which apparently is going to be free to play multiplayer what's your yep. opinion on that excited yep. i don't have to pay for halo 6 correct uh they also showed off a game called starfield which looked very interesting very little information given on it but apparently it's supposed to be within the same vein like other Bethesda games such as fallout but in space um that's an exclusive. I don't understand because I saw some people really complaining about it, and it's funny coming from me because I am a PlayStation player. But people were mad that Starfield is not going to be uh, multi-platform. Like people were mad that it's not coming out on PlayStation Five. It's like Whatever. when when Beth- when Bethesda was bought by Microsoft, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't understand. The, the outrage, cause we knew it was coming. It just didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. But There's that, also one more game I'd like to shine some light on. Go ahead. So Elden Ring, mm-hmm. which is Mr. Miyazaki from the Dark Souls series. Yes. And George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. Their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Um, it is their collaboration. Yeah. So I will be missing for about six weeks starting <laughs> January 2022. I would like to. Make that very apparent now. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I know people are very hyped about it. I saw some footage. It looks very cool. Uh, Elden Ring looks sick. Uh, Among Us on Xbox, cool. Yeah, so 15 player parties. Yep. Cool. Yep, it's already available on on mobile. Uh, Super cool. Uh, What's this MoPop thing? What's that? Oh, MoPop. So it's the Museum of Pop Culture in uh, Seattle, Washington. Uh, We went when we were out there. Okay. They have an indie game section in particular. Lots of really, really cool stuff in that indie game section. So one of them, it's a very simple animated game about Mm -hmm. completing tasks. Okay. A certain color button does something, right? And the buttons are like physical, like arcade buttons, right? So mm-hmm. there's one that's like, oh, like take a photo, kick the ball, whatever. You just got to move up to the thing and either take a photo of it or kick the ball and you get points. And it's like a two-player competitive. Who can rack up the most points, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not that easy. It's an experimental <laughs> game. Okay. 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 So there are 16 buttons, 16 clear buttons on the board. And this is like an arcade-style thing, as I okay. mentioned, right? 
Um, all the buttons are one color when you learn the first command. And then half of the, the buttons divide when you learn the second command. Okay. And then the third and the fourth. Do you see where this is going? Mm-hmm. When you learn all the commands, the button colors change positions randomly. Okay. And oh my god, was this thing hard to play. Okay. It was phenomenal. Okay. It was a very good experimental game. I don't remember the name of it for the life of me. But holy shit, dude, you think you're good at games and then the fucking colors start swapping on you? Like, imagine playing Rainbow Six and suddenly the reload button is the fucking middle click stick on L1. Yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah, I- dude. It was a good experience, though. Definitely cool one. Okay, very cool. So, yeah, and then Everdell. So we picked up a board game called Everdell. Okay. It is Monopoly crossed over with Settlers of Catan. It is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, it is very gently paced. So the idea is that you go through uh, the seasons of the year, spring, summer, and fall. Mm-hmm. And then in winter, you hibernate. When you reach winter, the game is over, right? Okay. A couple of cool mechanics. You you have workers. Those workers collect resources. That's the Catan bit. Uh-huh. And then with your resources, you can build a city. And so... The idea is to build the best city. Different cards do different things. It's kind mm-hmm. of a crossover of a lot of elements, right? Sure. Um, one of the cooler mechanics is that you can play up to four or six people with it, mm-hmm. and they can just go through the seasons as they see fit for their town. Okay. Whereas you, you could be in, like, middle of summer, whereas somebody's already done with their, like, year. You know what I mean? Really? You can still kind of... Yeah, it, it's it's a fun one. It, it's um, It looks a little intimidating, and um, we watched... Um, uh, you know, I was showing like my girlfriend's friends, like, oh, well, you know, there's usually like if the game's popular enough, there's a like a video online of how to set up and play it, right? Yep. And they're all complaining. It's like, oh my god, it's like 20 minutes. I was like, girl, be grateful. Yeah. It's 20 minutes. Are you kidding me? I've sat there watching like hour, hour and a half ones for yep. other games. Like this is a blessing. Yep. Holy shit! But it is an absolute blast. I will bring it over sometimes, please. And it's a, it's a bit of a departure from the usual like Des- fuck over your friends' line deception kind of based. Thing yeah, you enjoy. I do love. It, I do love him. <laughs> it is. Um, it's it's very well paced, and I enjoy it quite a bit. And I like it so much. I think I might just buy the expansions for us. Oh, okay, very cool. So it it is a blast. It combines a lot of like the elements I like from Catan into mm-hmm. kind of like this like laid back um, city builder. And it, the artwork is phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because like, as you mentioned, I'm kind of the deceptive game king. I love that shit. <laughs> so uh, maybe a different style of game will help. Uh, I have Champions of Midgard that we haven't had a chance to play because I bought it literally as the pandemic started. So uh, I, <laughs> that's I great. Telling, I was telling O-Girl how um, Miguel bought Dead of Winter for like 100 bucks, <laughs> yeah. brought it over, and then nobody wanted to read the rules. So they gave it to me, who was plastered beyond belief. <laughs> And they're like, all right, read this and tell us how to play. And I'm like, bro, this thing's like a novella right now. Yeah, it's yeah it was bad. And I don't think we have touched it since. No, I don't think so either. We got to play that one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. For sure. So let's get into music news and reviews. Um, we got a couple of big ones. Before we dive into those, I want to just talk about some upcoming albums. Sure. Uh, Silent Planet LP4. Yep. Fall of this year. Yep. Uh, Bullet for My Valentine's doing another one. Um, yep. They're still cranking them out, whatevs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleep Token, this place will be your tomb, September 24th. Yep. Counterparts in the studio, super excited for that one. Important, very big, very important. I Yeah, dude, it's, it's um, <laughs> yeah, counterparts. Mm-hmm. Uh, burials mm-hmm. were tracking in a studio that looked oddly familiar. They posted on Twitter the other day, and I was like, hmm. You know what gave it away? What? The giant, like, 
twelve foot tall glowing purple hardogram in the background. They recorded mm. at Castle Bam. Ah, interesting. I thought that was cool, but yeah, they're um, they said there's a lot of production work on this thing. They're getting to it, and it's supposed to be their heaviest yet. And mm. you know what? When bands say that, we go, mm, I don't know about that one, but <laughs> I trust them wholeheartedly with this one. I uh, feel like they wouldn't toss that around. As do I. Cool beans, but yeah, I was like, is that? Oh my god, I know that place. <laughs> I was like, I know that place. I know them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that's super cool because they're out of Doylestown and Castle mm-hmm. Bam's in Westchester. So yep. it's like an hour apart. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Very, very cool. All right. Let's talk about Did you have a week prior? Yep. So follow up to the Zombies EP from 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dropped Z2, which stands for Zombies 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got, what, 24 minutes and some change of yep, sounds about zombie right. music? Yep. You want to go first or should I go first? Um, well, let's, uh, let's just, let's just, let's just see what happens. So, um, like you said, uh, I think, uh, safe to say one of our more anticipated releases musically this year. Uh, I think the hype really got crazy because I remember when we, you and I kind of like, well, what if they do zombies too? And you're like, well, we, I think we both kind of say, well, you can't really do that because it was just so like, it was a moment in time and you can't really replicate it. Well, well, hang on chief before <laughs> that. I want my, I want my street cred when I saw them and I asked about another EP they said, well, we were talking about doing Zombies 2 for a little bit, and uh-huh. then we were supposed to do a Cowboy, like a Western EP. Uh-huh. So that came to fruition. Not the, not the Cowboy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, would have yeah. been a great time for it, but yep. that came to fruition. Yep. Um, uh, I guess let's get back on track. I'll let yeah. you lead this one because I have a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah, so um, they – I think they did oh – man, it's, it's so hard to kind of start to talk about it because of the scope of it. But uh, Zombies 2 is um, – I will say a very well written, very well done successor to the original Zombies EP. But if you're looking for like kind of the copy and paste over, yeah, overly the top heavy, uh, breakdown centric Dev Wars Prada album, you're going to be disappointed by this. Now for me, uh, and for you, Two people who have uh, been avid supporters of the development of the Devil Wars Prada as time has moved on. Uh, this is definitely a heavier version of what they've been recently, and uh, I will think I will say that I th- I was not in the slightest disappointed with Zombies Two. The way I kind of like to look at it is that when you wa- listen to the first Zombies EP, it felt like you were at war. With the zombies, right? The war of the zombies had just began and humanity was fighting its ass off. What zombies EP2 does is that it, it is like the aftermath of that war and we lost. You know what I mean? And, um, it's more of a downtrodden version of what they've done. Uh, it's, it's more introspective when it comes to lyrical content and really, it's about surviving in a, in a, in a war torn environment that you've lost in. And, uh, musically, I am so tremendously impressed with what they've done. Um, and I'm tremendously proud of the work that they've done here. Uh, it, it does not, um, go missing on me the, the impact of the first zombie EP. And I think for a lot of people who may not have been Devil Wars Prada fan up to that point, they very quickly became 
one. And um, to me, I, I am not disappointed at all. I think they did such a wonderful job with this EP. There's some legitimate fucking fire bangers on this album that they should be playing for the rest of their career. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, the, the full blower zombies tour where they play them both back to back. I'm excited. And I think it's only a matter of time before that comes. Devil Wears Prada continues to prove uh, that they are relevant. And not only are they are relevant, but they are thriving in the modern day metal, metalcore scene. And they are the godfathers of that. They push it forward. And whether people want to admit it or not. So the Devil Wears Prada just completely laid it out there on the line. Still show us they could they could bring brutality to the forefront of what they do, but not sacrifice any of the songwriting integrity that they have built up to this point. Um, it's an A. It's an A album for me or EP for me for sure. Cool. Um, so that was a nice analysis. Mm-hmm. Now let me let me sit down and tell you why this EP is absolute dog shit. Really? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I was say, really? No, I, listen, wow. here's my main gripe with it. Okay. You're absolutely right in all those regards. It is a fantastic piece of music production and lyricism all the way through. Mm-hmm. What it's missing is something that is intangible. It is that magic, that je ne sais quoi, that's not there. Mm-hmm. I it, Let me put it like this. There are no doubts in my mind. This is one of the most important EPs of this decade. Mm-hmm. It is a phenomenal piece of music. But the difference... The difference here, unfortunately for me, is that this was like, listen to it for a week and done. Really? Whereas Anatomy comes up, um, Survivor comes up, no skips. No skips in my car. Really? And that's the difference. And I don't know what to tell you, but I will offer you a counterpoint here. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm going to get so much flack from my <laughs> fans. I can feel it in my okay. bones. Okay. It, it, it's a great piece of music. I, for me, right? For me, it doesn't do it. Okay. It doesn't tickle that itch. But with the stylistic modifications that they've been making over the past five years, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what does sound good right now with that style. Mm-hmm. Space EP2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to do it. It seems almost cliche at this point mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. But stylistically, I think that would fit a lot better. Okay. That's just my take on it. You ain't got to agree with it. It's still like a very good A minus EP for me, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. It's going to be hard to top that. Mm-hmm. But the difference here, like I said, is that always on repeat, one is a no skip. The mm-hmm. other one, eh, we'll see how I'm feeling. Okay. And that's the difference here. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a band that's just good. Like, if you put them side by side, I think a certain amount of people wouldn't even believe it's the same band. It is a band with no bad albums. Mm hmm. Not by any stretch of the term, but that doesn't mean you can't have your own ranking when all the albums are good. It's yeah. which one appeals to you more. Correct. And that's just it at the end of the day for me. I, I think it is to be said that laying out the three EPs we've gotten, it's definitely not the top of the list. It's not even second on the list. Um, but, um, I think it's definitely comparable. Now, like I said, it, it's, to, to me, it's like, of the same quality. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And, um, I, I do understand where you're coming from because I think, um, just the zombies in general doesn't have the same kind of heat, you know, that it did in like pop culture as it did when zombies, the first zombies came out. So I think for some people that maybe it does feel, feel somewhat forced 
to kind of go back to that era of time. But, um, I, to me, I, I think it's more focusing on the, it's more, what's the word? It's more, uh, relevant to what we're experiencing now with the pandemic, uh, that it felt more sickness related than zombie related, so to speak. If that makes sense. I'll tell you this. This EP is a phenomenal metaphor for the zombie genre as a whole. Mm-hmm. Zombies were hot. They were hot, 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 hot mm-hmm. commodity. People could not get enough of them in the mm-hmm. 2000s. And you feel that claustrophobic, mm-hmm. like Dawn of the Dead mall slaying zombie mm-hmm. venture in the first zombie EP. Mm-hmm. Zombies are no longer the hot thing. Mm-hmm. They have not been the hot thing. And you feel that sort of decay mm-hmm. and that ruination throughout this EP. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what sums it up best is uh-huh. that people demand more zombies, but people don't want zombies. Yep. They want the feeling of how zombies felt when they were a hot commodity. Correct. I agree. And that's my take on it. Sorry, yeah. I brought in my douchey, like, over analytic YouTuber. <laughs> Again, phenomenal piece of music. Yep. Does, doesn't tickle my gooch for me, you know? There's def, but there, for me, there's definitely moments that I'm just like, oh man, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially with like Forlorn, like there's, the, the highlight tracks are very, very high for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand your point of view for sure. Uh, I get it. Uh, I think, uh, like you said, the, the zombies, the original zombie ZP was a moment in time and it's going to be very hard to kind of replicate that, you know? Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I have a Treyu's new album on here. I'm going to preface this by saying I didn't listen to all of it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring up something really funny. So they got rid of Alex because they wanted to go for a more mainstream approach. And Alex mm-hmm. was like, no, dude, we metalcore, remember? Yeah. And, he doesn't uh, sound like, like that, by the way. <laughs> I, I know. I know. He has that V last name and, you know, I automatically go like. Yeah, yeah. Full Russian. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, they got, they dumped them, got a new vocalist for a more mainstream radio sound. And this is their worst performing album financially of all time. Did they get a new vocalist? I thought it was just Brandon doing vocals now. I I don't know the sort of drama behind that, but Alex is no longer part of it. And they're like, oh, we're going to do like radio rock. And I mean, I heard a couple singles. I don't hate them. They're okay. Um, but I just think that they're like, okay, let's let's sell out. And then it's like nobody wants to buy anymore. Well, okay. So some clarification. It is Brandon as the vocalist now. He's just not doing drums anymore, uh, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, that's it's kind of funny. Uh, I listened to a track. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Uh, but to say that they're like, well, let's do radio. They already did that with Let's Sail Paper Anchor. So poison point in case god damn it yeah uh, and that's a great album yeah so i uh, i don't know uh why they would uh try to go that route they've already been there and they had their time on radio you know and um it was like the early 2006 2007 2008 yep. you know, uh you know that era where they were on q101 every other one of the headliners of Ozfest. yeah y- yeah I remember. every other 10 seconds fucking falling down was coming on on <laughs> I give it a one. Um, but I don't understand, uh, why they decided to give Alex the boot. Um, you know, I, I, I will honestly say that I don't feel like any of their albums have really been relevant since Let's Sail Paper Anger, even Congregation of the Dam immediately after, which did well. Um, you know, uh, and we liked Becoming the Bull and we liked that album too. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's weird. Um, but you know, they, they made a choice and obviously they have <laughs> received some backlash for that choice. So it is what it is. What can we do? You know, 
this is surely not the same band that did Lip Gloss and Blood. Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Um, Beartooth dropped a new album called Below. Mm-hmm. Um, let me start off by saying this. The internet is straight up divided on this album. Really? And I thought it was really interesting because, first and foremost, um, I, I haven't felt the same fire for Beartooth since um, Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's a very very obvious thing i took it down both flags and i'm mm-hmm. just kind of like okay with other band i used to enjoy um below brings it back for me i think it's a very good quality album okay. i think it's a good mishmash it's a phenomenal balance of the raw aggression and sort of the more rocky tones of it mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um it's a great listen i mean there's a there's a handful of standout tracks as an album overall it's really good it's not a no skip like disgusting was for me but mm-hmm. it's quality man this is a very good album it's like a b plus for me okay I'm I, I think if yeah, I was gonna say I think if you miss old Beartooth, I think you'll be very delighted by what's presented here. A couple of standout tracks below Devastation, The Past is Dead, Fed Up, uh Skin, and The Last Riff. I mean like all those are great quality. I I'm like very much about it. And then like I feel like the other side of the argument it's like oh it's very boring. It's like I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's boring though. I, I see here's the deal, uh with Beartooth. Uh, Beartooth is the perfect introductory band for people who are not into, into sort of stuff. yeah, they're not into hardcore and you give them the first Beartooth album to get them in. And that's why they blew up. They brought a, a lot of new eyes and ears to like hardcore style of music and, you know, got a bunch of new people into it. But the problem is, is that, um, once you appeal to those certain people who would like it, you've kind of kept out. You know, and it's literally the Mortal Kombat talk we had a while ago. It's like, well, you want to make it easy for new players, but you don't want to piss off the old players. Correct. Yes. And um, I think that they try to expand the horizons even more with the following albums by making it like overly rocky and overly, you know, radio kind of sort of in a way. And I, now I know I never necessarily hit radio, but, you know, you know what I'm saying what, in the styles of it. Uh, and now maybe they've kind of gone back to their roots a little bit. I have listened to a few tracks. I was actually got about halfway through the album by the time um, I got home. And I do want to do a deeper dive on it because I did like what I heard. Uh, but I'm glad that you believe that to a certain extent, Beartooth is back. Uh, I always tell you that I use them as kind of the benchmark for excitement. I told I, you know, I want to be as excited about a band as I was about Beartooth when they first came out. You know what I mean? And um, to me, I'm glad that you're seeing some of that again. I think that's good stuff. And, you know, like I said, this is coming from a dude who's seen every single Illinois show from 15 to 17. Yep. Every other weekend. Suddenly aggressive came out, and then I'm just like, not about it anymore. Yep. Weird. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun. Uh, Speaking about bands that need to do something. Holy shit, every time I die, I don't need another fucking water bottle. Just get the goddamn album. Please. Please? I'm begging at this point. I know, man. It feels like, uh, like forever ago, we got those singles and it's just like nothing. It's okay. I will be seeing them in September. Yeah, you're going to start crying. And they will play a new song. I am, I am willing it into existence. Are you sure? Yes. On a scale of one to ten. Ten. Okay. <laughs> I will be there. Okay. And so will Brendan Murphy. And then he'll tweet about me. He'll tweet about you? Yeah. That's good. 
bro, I just bumped into this fucking loser that said counterpart saved my life. Like, oh my god, the music is so terrible. Why would you? I love Brendan Murphy. It gets me through the day. I just want to say that. Between his cat and the shit post thing, I, I need that. Uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. But, I, yeah. I, I, I am excited because we have, uh, it seems that we have made it out of the other end of the COVID haze. Ah, but alas, we have not. We have not? Why not? There's a new Delta strain, and the CDC says they don't know how effective the vaccine is against it. Well, we'll see what happens, because, yeah, I don't think, um, no, I'm not saying me, but uh, I don't know how um, effective it's going to be to tell people they have to put masks back on. No, no, I, I was literally telling people, like, if this is as bad as it seems, like, no. if this new one is, like, way deadlier... We're doomed. Yep. Sayonara. Yeah. It's just no way. No way. Yeah, because the people uh, have uh, come out of their houses screaming, yay, we finally made it. And then for them to try to tell people, to, no, not quite. Get your ass back in the house. I don't see. I don't see how that's going to how well that's going to go over. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Beartooth. Every time I die. Counterparts. Um, Silent Planet. Scary kids. Scaring kids. Soon. September. Yeah, man, because it's going to be a, a load of the next couple of months, which is good because for us on the podcast, and it gives us something to talk about. And the rule has always been as long as we have stuff to talk about, we'll run a show. And, um, you know, like I said, it's been a month and a half, and 170 is, uh, has been done, I think. We had, yeah, cool. anything else? Oh, yeah, we do have a couple of things. Oh, we're last about. two things, last yeah. two things. Uh, really quick before I dive into that, found my like 12 or 13 year old scary kids, scary kids shirt, turned okay. it into cut off and wearing it to the show at the bottom lounge. Oh, cute. That's cute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> only two certified bangers of the week. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the local one first. Victims pull from the hurt. There's, there's, what th- is, they're killing people right now, bro. What, what is it with victims and just the one, the, con- the consistency? Yeah. Of these singles, yeah. And two, the, just the consistent improvement upon the last one. Yeah. I, don't like, know. I feel like every time I see victims pop up on like my released music, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I'm not going to have enough drywall left in the house. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, cause, you know, they're a very talented band. We've talked about them in the past, but like, I don't know where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Like, just, there's only three of them. Like, how's that possible? You know, like, they, the- so here's my theory, right? They have a well, and that well channels a river that links all the way to Ohio. I know you're there's fucking going there. in the water in Ohio. And then there's another well within that river that's in the well that links to Australia. To Australia, they're yeah. Slurping the good water. Yeah, they fucking went head first into that bitch. They're like fucking Samara from the ring at that at this point. They, they drowned. <laughs> they drowned in that water and then the like the forces of metal brought them back like tenacious D style. And fucking uh, apparently like a VHS tape popped out of that well and somebody played the VHS tape and now they're back. And it was the new victims album. <laughs> You're like, why would you just do audio on a VHS? It seems like such a waste. And it's a weird that, weird thing. They got Double boot drop kicked in the face after they said that. Yeah, it was a fucking weird thing. But yeah, I don't know where it's coming from because Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's it's just a giant hate cloud of like floating they, above they, them. They're one of my favorite uh, tweetbacks I've ever gotten. I, I, oh, when, they, when you have to use their music? And they're like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, okay. There's good. something to be said about when an array of talented individuals come together and are so much greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. It's a oh weird, God. it's a Victims, weird thing. You are, please yeah. don't ever stop. I don't, I don't. I don't care, man. You can release 
the fucking like two differently produced versions of the same album and i will buy the record for both versions <laughs> i'm at that point man like uh, thank you guys so much jesus christ right shit fuck all right one more single mm-hmm. lauren ashore is back mm-hmm. um lauren ashore's had some uh, issues trouble holding down members yeah uh will ramos is yeah. now the new vocalist yeah oh my god <laughs> how do you do i haven't heard it yet so how do you do it's Are you okay? It's so good. Uh, it is so good. It sounded like you had a stroke on my end. <laughs> I did when I listened to the single for the first time in like all the best ways. I was brought back. I went to the Hellfire in back. You see what I did there? Oh, yeah, I nice. To the Hellfire. Dude, there is something to be said when you just you can't pick and choose a favorite heavy part of the song because it's all stupid, over the top, gruesome, heavy. Yeah. Will Ramos, you were made for this band. I'm rooting for you. My only, my only fear is that every single band Will Ramos has been in is no longer together. So I'm just like, please stick with it. Please stick with it. Okay. Because this is the peak and it's only been one single. And I have no qualms saying that this is the best Lorna Shore has ever been. Oh, okay. By, by all means. Check this the fuck out because this, this band is going to bring back like deathcore music to the forefront. Ah, uh, don't get ahead of yourself now. You wait for that album, man. You're going to be like, bruh. Don't get ahead of yourself, bruh. They're going to be touring with like Fit for an Autopsy and yeah, yeah, and some other grimy bands. And those venues, they're going to smolder and burn down to the ground. It's going to be rubble. All right, I take your word but, on that. Listen, it, it, there's no ifs, ands, or doubts that I'm excited for this album. Yeah, no kidding. So, check, please, for the love of God, if you have not seen it or heard it yet, go go find it. I will before it finds you. I will. Oh, before it finds me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good stuff. All right. I believe that was episode one hundred and seventy. One seven zero. And we will be back next time with episode one seventy one. One seven one. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was a good good episode. We promise we'll be back more. Like I said, as as the world I guess starts to open up and. Uh, Once we get back into the ebb and flow of things, you and your kid, new job, I'm interviewing. So yeah, hopefully yeah. once things stabilize with the home lives, the podcast life will be easy. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh. just maybe every now and then we could do an episode old school and have you sit actually in the same room with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Oh, one last thing. Sure. Um, a band we did a review on called Motives out of Ohio mm-hmm. is doing a, um, I guess like a welcome back show July yeah. 9th okay. in Bumfuck Nowhere, Ohio. Oh, cool. Um, I will be there oh, shooting cool. photos. So if you see a goofy looking dude with a camera, come say hello. I mean, that could be any number of people. Anyways, so yeah, that's, that's cool. That's exciting. Good, good for you, man. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. We will see you next time. And I'm sure we'll have a variety of other topics that we're going to talk about, including the Taking Back Sunday career and review that we were supposed to do. But the agenda got too heavy and I didn't want to... I feel like we have a lot to say about taking back Sunday. So that will be next time. And until then, deuces. And I will be cutting off the stream right now.